the Lions, everybody's favorite team to talk about. One of my favorite teams to talk about. I love the Lions. I love the Lions. Is Jared Goff the real deal? Is he or is he just playing mass singer over here? Like, it, it, is he is he acting like he, he's he's fucking done nothing? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. Go ahead, guys. Yeah, you can introduce yourselves. <laughs> I'm Brayden Howard. I'm Chad Queen. And tonight, uh, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. It's it. This is uh, we were supposed to do this way, way earlier in the year. Shut up, dog. We were supposed to do this way, way earlier in the year, but since this isn't the Way too early predictions. It's just the regular predictions. We're going to be giving you guys our predictions for the upcoming NFL season, who we think is going to win the divisions, who we think is going to be rookies of the year, coach of the year, blah, blah, blah. You know the whole deal. Uh, are we doing AFC or are we doing NFC today, guys? Um, I feel like starting with NFC, you know, real quick. That works. Yeah. Um, so we're actually going to do this differently. We're going to do this sort of like around the horn. Um, I'm going to bring up this topic, and I'm going to give these guys two minutes to say their piece. I'm going to mute everybody else so nobody can overtalk uh, someone else. So let me get get this timer set up. There we go. And then we're going to talk about, let's start with the NFC West first. Um, I'm going to give it to Chip. So let me mute everybody real quick. And you've got two minutes. All right. NFC West. Um, I got the Eagles going 12 and five. I also have the Cowboys going 12 and five. I uh, got the Giants going eight and nine, and hey, the Commanders that, going. That's, that's the East. Oh shit, that is the East. My fault. <laughs> uh, I can redo this. It's okay. Uh, NFC West. I got the uh, the Forty ers going thirteen and four. Seahawks eleven and six. The Rams five and twelve, and the Cardinals um, three and fourteen. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan's offense there in the for the Forty ers is uh it's just too powerful they've got brock purdy back um they also have a candidate for defense player of the year with nick boza or joey boza i get those two mixed up um either which way uh the seahawks uh last year geno smith had a breakout season i don't think that's a fluke at all i think he proves once again why he and um the coach there uh, are real good together. Uh, the Rams, um, I mean, we see what happened last year, and uh, I, I just don't see them doing much better this year. Uh, and then, as we know, the the Cardinals, they're, they're tanking. Come on. They used the entire offseason to strip down the roster, uh, they got they got rid of everybody and they've secured uh, a top draft pick already for next season in the uh, trade with Houston. So, um, yeah, that's that's my NFC West. I yield my rest of my time. All right. I'm going to throw it over to uh, Chad real quick. Let me get you and then. All right, Chad, you got two minutes. Can you hear me now? There it goes. There we go. Right. So there's a lot going on in this division right now and have 
have been the entire offseason. I mean, you're looking at the Rams trying to get healthy again, and Cooper Cup goes down during training camp. They are saying right now that uh, he is expected back sooner rather than later, that he's more of a day-to-day type issue at the moment. And Matt Stafford's at the end of his rope. I mean, he's still a good, solid quarterback, but he is getting towards that end of the career side of things. So you got a lot going on there. Running back room, still an absolute mess. Um, the Seahawks re-signed Geno last year, added on to his contract. They brought in Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's already doing good things, making highlight catches during training camp. Is he, is he going to take over Tyler Lockett? Is he going to take over that spot, or is Tyler Lockett going to continue to be a top 10, top 15 wide receiver in the league like he has been in his entire career, no matter who his quarterback's been? Um, then you're looking at the Cardinals. Cardinals, are they going to get Kyler Murray back in, or are they going to let him sit for the first four, six weeks just so they can get a higher draft pick, maybe even trade Kyler later on in the season just to get get uh, you know get some value out of him when he is healthy? And then the 49ers, they need a consistent quarterback. I watched an interview earlier today, actually, with George Kittle, and it's saying he just wants consistency. Um, he's played with at least three quarterbacks every year for the past five years. And so he's he's hurting and he's, he's yearning for that consistency. And Brock Purdy seems to be back, ready to go. So he's looking good. Um, I mean, honestly, that backfield right now, Elijah Mitchell sitting behind – Christian McCaffrey is a good little buffer just in case CMC does go down. You've got Ayuk. You've got Debo still about to take over again. That dude is just an absolute beast whenever it comes to athletic ability. So this division, I'm looking at 49ers on top, making another push for the NFC Championship. Then a little bit of a surprise here. Not really, but the Seahawks, I think, are going to edge out, and I think they're actually going to compete for this division with the 49ers. Rams, if they stay healthy, they actually have a chance. I'll just be completely honest. That team is explosive. We've seen it, what, two years ago? If that team's healthy, they're going to they're gonna run rampant. That's and your then, time, sir. That's and then the Cardinals time. at the bottom. All right. Uh, let's move on. Get Braden over here. Let me see if I can unmute you myself or did it ask to unmute? All right. So we will start at the bottom and work our way up. So starting at number four, we'll come in with the, uh, the Cardinals. So with the Texans, these two rosters are probably about the most bare bone rosters that you're going to get in the NFL. The Cardinals, you know, with what they did in the draft, pretty solid. Paris Johnson moving around, you know, they accumulated more picks for next year. Paris Johnson is going to be solid tackle for their team. But still, you look around, Buda Baker wants to leave. Kyler Murray is probably not going to be back until the middle of the year. They're not going to rush him back. He has no reason to come back. That roster is as bare bone as you get. I mean, you have on that offense, James Conner, Hollywood Brown, Zach Ertz. Outside of that, there's not much. That team's pretty bare bone, like I said. I don't really see them competing for much. They have no reason to rush Kyler back. They will come in fourth in my projections. Coming up next, I see the Rams coming in at third. Sean McVay probably wanted to take a TV deal for a reason. You know, I mean, Ramsey's gone. This team doesn't have much. You have Cup. If Cup goes down, if Safford goes down, just like last year, this team will struggle. 
You have Aaron Donald on defense. You have a old Bobby Wagner. You don't have much. And the West is a tough division. You know, I mean, outside of that, you're going to struggle. Stafford's on the ladder of his career. I just don't see the Rams team doing much. Coming up next, you got the Seahawks coming in too. Gino, I don't think he outperformed last year. I think he's the real deal, you know. Uh, the Seahawks rocks roster from top to bottom. Pete Carroll has done an awesome job. Everyone thought that team was going to struggle last year. Pete Carroll knocked it out of the park. Uh, next up, also another note on the Seahawks past two years. Oh, my God, they killed it with the draft. Absolutely killed it. Knocked it out of the park. Uh, no surprise. Coming in at one, you've got the Niners. Uh, probably them and the Eagles. Best two rosters in the NFC. Just an absolute juggernaut. Both sides of the ball. If they get quarterback figured out, it'll be awesome. If Purdy is on track for week one, sky's the limit. That is all I've got. Seahawks, let's see. Niners one, Seahawks two, Rams three, Cardinals four. All right. And you did it with four seconds as a bear. All right. I guess it's Talon now. Giving you your two minutes, sir. You can unmute. I think we're all of one sound mind here. I also have it 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, and Cardinals. Obviously, the 49ers, they're the best team in that division, obviously. Yes, the quarterback situation is going to be somewhat of a question, but if Brock Purdy is ready week one, then I don't see them having – again, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, you know, CMC running the ball along with Elijah Mitchell, and the defense is still – along with Nick Boza, along with Fred Warner, who I think is an unsung hero of that defense. He does not get the love that he deserves. You know, he's a really great. Also, Jimmy Ward playing in the secondary. It's it's, it's all around the best team in that division, honestly. Seahawks, man, the Seahawks proved last year they weren't no joke. They they, They barely got into the playoffs, but they still managed to do good. Geno's doing good. He's got Tyler Lockett. He's got DK Metcalf to throw to. Uh, Kenneth Walker in the backfield running for him. It's going to be really good. Makes It diversifies that offense a lot. Uh, defensively, they're still good, you know, ranking somewhere within, I don't know, maybe the 5 to 12 range as far as total defense. So I think that they will be really, really good. The Rams, the Rams, like what Chad and Chip said, it comes down to their health. You know, can Stafford stay healthy? But at the same time, Stafford is at the end of his rope, like what Chad said. Um at, at one point, and here's a question that comes up, at one point, do they go to a secondary quarterback? Do they go with Stetson Bennett to come in as a, maybe a backup if Stafford's struggling? We'll see what happens there. But Cooper Cup, I hope and pray he has a bounce back year. I'm thinking that he's going to. Uh, and besides Aaron Donald and a, like what Braden said, a, an old Bobby Wagner, what else does L.A. have at this point, you know, on that defense? So they're at third. And let's just be honest about the Cardinals. They're, they're tanking for Caleb Williams. That's all they're doing at this point. So I would say, yeah, 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals. Those are my four in a row. All right. I want to get everybody to unmute. I want to do a quick open. So I liked a lot of the points you guys brought there. I'm going to save my piece real quick. Um, I agree with everybody on the pretty much the rankings, 49ers, Seahawks, uh, Rams, and Cardinals. Cardinals are tanking. We already know this. Kyler Murray. We say he may be back. Does he want to come back is the real question. Um, I think at this point it's more of his mentality more than anything. What the heck? Let me get that away. His mentality more than anything. Um, and then we have um, with the Rams, health obviously the issue. 
Matt Stafford is paper mache at this point. Hopefully Cooper Cup can actually comes back and does something with some big impact. Uh, Seahawks, they have just like one or two pieces really on both the offensive and defense. They really need to figure out and get them over that hump to pretty much get over the 49ers because the 49ers defense is just too strong for that division in general. Their offense is solid all around. That Shanahan mentality just makes them do whatever they uh, want to do pretty much at this point. They have too many gadget players with Debo and Christian McCaffrey, and they're able to pretty much just dominate that whole entire area. Anything you guys want to say before we move on to the next one? I have a question for the group. Mm-hmm. If if San Francisco can't figure out their quarterback situation, does it give Seattle hope to overtake them in the division? Is it a possibility that Seahawks could overtake him if San Francisco can't figure out their quarterback situation? I, I don't think so at this point. Okay. Not yet. And and the sole reason I say that is is as Braden, you know, I think touched on Kenneth Walker there for a second, or maybe you did, Talon. Yeah. Um that that running back committee that they're going to have there because they are going to get Zach Charbonnet into the run game. And he's the only one that's healthy right now. And he was just out indefinitely is the term that they used. And he just got back to practice, I think, late last week. So Kenneth Walker's not even there. So I don't know what they're going to do with the run game. We've seen them struggle with the run game before when it was Rashad Penny and Chris Carson. Mm. And it kind of, it kind of bogs them down a little bit, but, I mean, we seen we seen the 49ers go through quarterbacks last year, and it just true. it didn't matter. It just didn't matter in that division. Yeah, NFC, let's go NFC South real quick, and I'll actually start out with uh, Talon on this one. I'll mute everybody else real quick. Before I say what I'm going to say, I, let me just say this: I think this is the worst division in football. I it this team by team, division division by division is the worst in the NFL right now. Both every team, if I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken, but every team was around 500, a little bit above or a little bit below. And to me, like there's really this is this is actually one of the divisions where I believe it's a complete toss up. Uh, The Falcons, because of all their extra additions, signing Calais Campbell and a couple of other additions that they put on that defense, it puts them in a better position. But unfortunately for them. You know, is Desmond Ritter going to be that guy? We don't know yet, you know. Um, the Saints obviously have a very good, you know, solid defense. They have a, a good quarterback in Derek Carr. Um, do I, and, and, you know, of course, Michael, Tom, Michael Thomas, again, uh, is going to be back in the lineup once again. They do have good weapons that they can use. They don't have Alvin Kamara anymore although i did read today that they did sign kareem hunt to a deal so that can give them some oh it didn't it didn't happen okay cool never mind um and then you got the buccaneers the buccaneers are still serviceable um still got a couple good pieces baker mayfield being the quarterback of the team does give them a sizable advantage um can he be the baker mayfield of old that's the question that a lot of people are going to ask uh the panthers i gotta be honest man the panthers are going to be the team i think is going to be at the bottom this this year i think that with a rookie quarterback coming in you know uh bryce young i think that he's going to do okay but they've gotten rid of so many pieces they got rid of cmc they got rid of dj Moore. there's just so many different variables that he has to overcome um so i guess if i'm going to put them in order uh, this is stupid, but I got the Saints one, the Falcons two, the Bucks three, and the Panthers four. And I allot my time to everybody else. All right. Um, 
go ahead and move on to move on to Braden real quick. So as he was saying, this division is not very good at all. I mean, you could almost refer to it as the most mid division in football. Starting at four, I will go with the Bucks. I mean, this roster last year with even with an old Tom Brady motivating them as much as he could could not do jack squat. I mean, all these teams were eight and eight, eight and eight, seven and eight, right around that mid tier area, and that's what it took for the division to win it. And they all said, "Oh no, you win it." No one wanted to do it, and the Bucks edge it out. You have a lowly graded Baker Mayfield and a question mark at quarterback with Kyle Trask. Compared to his last two stops, I mean, Baker has the best weapons with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and then uh, Rashad White in the backfield. This is the best offense he's had in a while, but still I don't see him doing much with it. On the defensive side of the ball, you have guys like Devin White, Vita Vea on the defensive line. It's a good defense, but still, I just don't think it's going to be enough. Uh, at three, I have the Panthers. Bryce Young, I see him painting out a lot better than some foreseeing. He's a very intelligent quarterback compared to a lot of the guys that we've seen coming out in the past. What he was doing at Bama, processing everything, he was a very, very good quarterback. The size may be an issue first starting out, but as the season progresses, I see him actually doing pretty solid. He's actually getting dropped into a decent situation, not the best, but he has decent weapons in Thielen, uh, Couple other guys out there. Can't remember who else it was, who else went there. But uh defense, defense has some pieces. Offensive line, if they can get it worked out, could see that working out. At two, this may be controversial, but I'll go the Saints. Uh Derek Carr compared to Andy Dalton, yes, is an upgrade, but how much in reality is that much of an upgrade? You know, I mean, Derek Carr is pretty average, and I saw a stats day, Michael Thomas. The past three years has played 10 games. Yes, he may come back, but still, he has all the talent in the world. If he can stay on the field, Olave, Michael Thomas could be fireworks in New Orleans, but they have to stay on the field. The defense has lost a lot of key pieces. Cameron Jordan got extended, but he's another year older. Demario Davis, another year older. Tyron Matthew, another year older. This is an aging defense, and even last year, this defense was not very good. So, Preseason, offseason darlings I have coming in at two. You know, it's the popular pick to pick the, the Saints at two. I just don't see it painting out. At number one, I'll go with the Falcons. Uh, Arthur Smith going out and getting his guy with Bijan. Love the pick. They're going to run the ball. They have three freaks. Drake London, Bijan, uh, Kyle Pitts, Desmond Ritter. Arthur Smith, I see him wanting to go more of a direction of like, Desmond, come and be our Ron Tanhill type. Hand the ball off, manage the game, get it to the playmaker, don't do anything fancy. On the defense, they had guys like Calais Campbell, Jesse Bates. Good key additions, and this defense, not very good. But I see being able to edge out the rest of the division just purely off of everyone else sucks, and they can probably just edge it out. All right, so we're back, and we're still <laughs> on the NFC South, and we're going to kick it off with Chad now that we're back. All right, you got the floor, sir. Yes, sir. So NFC South, uh, what we're looking at here is just a just a complete array of different styles of play. Uh, you got Arthur Smith running the team over there in Atlanta, just wanting to run the ball like he still got Derrick Henry. Um, 
but you don't have a quarterback there. Desmond Ritter, I hate to say it, but I'm going to go ahead and go on record and say he's not the answer. He's not going to be it. He probably won't be their starter next year. And if he is, something really weird's going on. Um, the Falcons this year is all about Bijan. It's Bijan, Bijan, Bijan. The thing that I seen today, and don't take this to heart because it's training camp. They came out with their first official uh, depth chart. Bijan is currently sitting at running back three on the team, which is mind blowing. He will be the starter. No worries there. Tyler Algier, uh, is it Peterson? That's they're not going to do anything. Um, so then you got. Let's go to the Panthers next. Just to be frank, this team's going to be good, but it's going to be later in the year. Rookie quarterbacks don't come in, start day one, and do anything fancy. They just don't. They never have, except for a few few names. I mean, even Peyton Manning, which is well above the tier that Bryce Young's in, had a very bad rookie season. And then come out and look at him now. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, so other than that, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is there. He's going to come in. He's going to do his thing. Dude is a solid, solid running back. And then Terrence Marshall, Terrence Marshall Jr., I'm going to go ahead and call him a bust. I think he was pick 59 in the draft a couple of years ago. Absolute bust. Love the dude's take coming out of college. Blows. Um, then the Buccaneers, rebuild mode. Baker Mayfield's not going to be the answer. He hasn't been the answer since the day he got drafted. He, Kyle Trask is going to get a shot. They're going to split time this year. If I was to stat him out, it would be about a 50-50 split. Um, you got some key pieces that are still there, but they are aging. You know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Playoff Lenny's out of the picture now. Rashad White, can he actually do it? Can he actually step up? Him and Kate Otten at tight end, are they going to be able to do anything to help this team? And Saints. Derek Carr comes in. <clears throat> I heard what y'all said about Derek Carr. I understand that. But the dude put up fantastic numbers with an ace wide receiver when he had Devontae Adams, when he had Amari Cooper. Now, I'm not looking at Michael Thomas. I'm looking at Chris Olave. That is their number one. That is the dude, and that is that's it. Michael Thomas, he's done. He's yesterday's news. He may come in, be a decent slot receiver, or, or help extend the field on one of the sides. That's about it. Uh, Kamara's gone. Kareem Hunt did come visit. They said that it was a, quote, great visit. But he left abruptly without signing a contract. It's because he's visiting with the Indianapolis Colts on Wednesday. And I'm pretty sure they might have already set out a number for him as well. So, looks like Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller's going to take over this backfield for right now. What is it? A three-game suspension for Kamara. He'll be back. It'll be it'll be split across the board. It'll be a running back by committee there. Um, but I think I think we're going to see the Saints take this one. They'll be the only team above 500 in this division. I'm going to go ahead and say that now. And then you're going to have Carolina coming in at number two. They might catch a 500 this season. That might be the end of it. Falcons and then Buccaneers lost, forgotten, not even a thought in my mind. All right, I'm going to move on to Chip. I got some things to say in a second. <laughs> All right, so uh, in, in the NFC South, I actually I'm going to start at the bottom and go to the top. I got the Bucks sitting at five and twelve. 
I got the Falcons at seven and ten. I got the Saints at eight and nine, and I've got the Panthers taking this division at nine and eight. Now, I think that Frank Reich is the perfect coach to work with Bryce Young uh, because look at what he did with Rogers' favorite quarterback, Peyton Manning. I, I think uh, Frank Reich is the, the best coach for Bryce Young. I also think the Pac- Panthers arguably have the best coaching staff in the NFL right now. Um, so if Carolina can deliver a top defense, they'll be fine. Uh, next up, we'll move on to the Saints. Um, so the Saints love kicking that proverbial can down the road. Um, Derek Carr, he knows how to run an offense. We we know that. Uh, you know, you got Chris Olave, Michael Thomas. Uh, Kamara's going to miss three games. But let's be honest, he missed a few games last season, and it didn't really hurt him. This team's going to be okay. Um they're they're the team that's going to be fighting with the Panthers for the number one spot. But like I said, I've got the Panthers there. Uh, then the Falcons. Uh, I will, I will mirror what uh, Chad said. Desmond Ritter is not the guy. Uh, Bijan being third on the depth chart right now is just absolutely insane. Uh, but I do agree that um, Arthur Smith is going to be. He's going to try to run that. Uh, offense there just like he did in Tennessee it's going to be a handoff to Bijan and let Bijan do his thing uh and then the Bucks we we know they're not tanking like the Cardinals but I do believe they are tanking um I I I have a little soft spot for Baker Mayfield. I, I think he's going to do better things in Tampa Bay than he did last year in Carolina, but I still don't see them doing much more than, you know, five wins. But so that's, that's me. And with that, I'll mute myself. Uh, everybody can be unmuted. Everybody can be unmuted. All this Baker Mayfield hate, though. I'm about to just kick everybody out of this bitch. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. So, um, on my honest opinion, though, uh, I have Falcons being fourth. I have the Bucks being third. Um, I do have Panthers being second. Um, and Saints going first. Um, obviously, Saints and the Panthers have the best offensive weapons in general for that division. Um, I'm like, Chip and Chad, I don't trust in Desmond Ritter at all, uh, whatsoever. Uh, they did get Bijan, but put him at third. It's, I think they're just doing that just to bullshit people right now. Uh, him and Kyle Pitts are going to be the future for that team offensively. They just need to find the right person. Um, I don't believe it's Desmond Ritter. Don't know who's going to be for our for that team. Um, was the Bucks? Uh, like I said, I always believe in Baker. Um, he does have better offensive weapons, like Brady said. I think this is the best team he's going to be on, possibly for the rest of his career if he stays with, there. But like Chip said, they're they're soft tanking. They're going to try, but they're not going to try hard enough to get them um, a, at least 500 or, or more. Um, they want a better pick. They're trying to get their quarterback of the future already um, and try to replace the aging Mike Evans and Godwin. Um, and with the Saints – 
I mean, Derek Carr, I think, is going to be doing it better this year because I think he has a better offensive line in general. Um, and then he has Chris Olave, like Chad said. So he has somebody to just chuck the ball. He'll be down there. Um, the running back committee down there, it doesn't really matter. Derek Carr's had worse quarter uh, running backs in his career. He's made it work out with them. He knows how to navigate an offense, knows when to call an audible correctly. Um, I think the Saints defense, though, is probably going to be better overall than any other one in that division. So that's why I have them still edging out on over the Panthers, even though I think the Panthers' offensive is more explosive because they have um, more offensive weapons on the outside for a, a rookie quarterback who may surprise us this year, actually. Uh, so any last thoughts for you guys on the South? So the only thing I will ask was the Saints. So this roster, we see this division as pretty bad. Like we all said, this division is very, very bad. I mean, it's wide open. Yep. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. It is anyone's for the taking. For the guys that have maybe the Saints at the top, I just ask, essentially, this roster, the biggest addition was Carr. Is he that much of a difference than Dalton and Winston from last year? Because if the roster was that good, why did they not take advantage and finish him first wherever the, the division was wide open? Uh, Chipper Chad, you want to take it first? Uh, I mean, Andy Dalton's terrible. We know that. Derek Carr is like three steps minimum above what Derek Carr can do. Jim is Winston, Mr. 30 for 30. I mean, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Like, he's he's okay, but, I mean, I had high hopes for him. I thought he was going to be the better quarterback out of him and Mariota. And neither one of them were good, but I, I do believe that Mariota had the better starting career, maybe by a hair. So. Mariota, Mariota was in a better position also being drafted by Tennessee instead of being drafted by uh shit. Was it New Orleans Tampa that drafted? Bay. Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay, yeah. So he was in a bit much better position. But when it comes to that, like, yeah, Derek Carr is way above. Like, I could probably say Derek Carr is probably the best quarterback in this division right now. Um, but we, we got well, we to see how young he's gonna be. But yeah, we'll see he's, how he's the best do. proven quarterback. Yes, yes. Thank you, Chip. Um, but it's kind of like what you were saying earlier. Yeah, I mean, they do have an Asian defense stuff. But also, if you look back at last year, and then you can say what you want about Tom Brady, but if if Tom Brady's playing, there's a possibility that he's going to give it everything he's got, and they're going to look at that like Tampa. Tampa Bay barely squeaked by, but Tom Brady was probably the reason why they barely squeaked by. Because uh, like I said before, man, this division is the worst division in football. I mean, it sucks. It does. I'm sorry. And like, if I seen any of these teams playing, I'm like, do I want to watch a massacre? Because if they're playing, you got the the Falcons against the the fucking um, Kansas City Chiefs. Do you really want to watch a massacre? I mean, it might be fun to watch it, but it's like, do you really it's like? I know who's gonna win. Why should I care? You know. I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're watching. True. Oh, yeah. So my my thing with Derek Carr is I've I've had a comp for him for many years now. He is what people consider a poor man's Kirk Cousins, but I think he's on pace with Kirk Cousins, if not a 
a step above Kirk Cousins when it comes to actually running an offense. They didn't have steady quarterback play last year. They had a lot of injuries. They were riddled with that. The whole Mike Thomas situation and bullshit going on. Didn't know what was happening there. I think they come back. They get healthy. Kamara comes back in. He's aging. He's going down anyways. I hate to say it being a Tennessee fan, but he's he's going down. Um, I just think this offense is in a better mindset, and I think the team as a whole and the coaching staff is in a better mindset knowing that they've got somebody out there like Derek Carr that can actually run and be a general on the field as opposed to Taysom Hill coming in and taking snaps or Jameis Winston just throwing the rock 50 yards downfield to who fucking knows. Like, it just – it makes that much of a difference for me. Or do you think they're still going to utilize Taysom Hill in some capacity? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Okay. You have that to. dude is he's he's not a great football player. I he's don't a Swiss give Army a shit guy. what anybody says. He is he is a really good athlete, and he makes things happen. And they build plays for him, and you can't stop it. You just can't. The dude just outruns and runs over people, or makes some weird ass pass to somebody who's wide open. Like it's it's very odd with Taysom Hill. But yeah, that's that that team's going to be much better than what I think people are giving them credit for. So okay. real quick on Taysom Hill, I think like you say, he's uh, he's a freak athlete. He doesn't look like it, but other guys on the field are going to test too. He's hard to take down. He's hard to catch, and he's hard to predict what he's going to do. And I think that's because he has really great football IQ. Um, that's how he's able to play multiple positions and make it effectively work. Um, not many guys can do it like he does. I mean, it's very hard to see a guy that can actually play quarterback consistently receiver consistently tight end and running back i mean he is like, slated as a tight end yeah that's he's what his as, position is yeah but i mean yeah. he throws a rock more accurately than any dalton so i mean uh, one more quick thing <laughs> i know everybody here shit on desmond ritter for the most part which congratulations you all got that correct i believe in it um there is a quarterback that's sitting behind him that we've seen that's I'm not going to say proven, but has proven that he can come out and play, especially in a playoff game. Taylor Heineke is his backup quarterback right now and can very easily take take that spot from Desmond Ritter if he comes out and shits the bed in the first six weeks. How many games you give him before he shits the bed? Three. Desmond Ritter? Desmond Ritter, yes. He's going to shit the bed week one. All we okay. seen last year whenever he come in was he overthrew Kyle Pitts. You can go watch and look at the stats on Kyle Pitts a lot. A very high percentage. I don't have the number directly in front of me, but a very high percentage of his pass, uh, his pass attempts to Kyle Pitts are overthrown. And that's just been Kyle Pitts so far in his career. People think he's faster than what he is. Or it's just shit quarterback play from Mariota and Desmond Ritter. I think we might see a different story if Taylor Heineke comes out. Kyle Pitts could be used this year like he's supposed to be used, like he was drafted to be used, but mm-hmm. time will tell. Um, one last thing before we move on. Um, I got a question, and is Mike Thomas the new Roddy White? No, he's not as good. Uh, he was. Mike Thomas was great. Roddy White was consistent throughout his career at being very good. Mike Thomas, he's either there. Yeah, 
but he's either there or he's not there. And even when he has been there, and it's, what was it, Braden, 10 games that he's played in the last three years, he's done nothing. He got targeted a lot. Couldn't make anything happen. So, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't comp him to that, but I see where you were going with it with being on and off the field and stuff. But Thomas is just not as consistent for me. I would compare him more to Julio and how Julio's career, career trajectory has went down, you know, because Julio is not like at all the same that he used to. Is he even playing in the league right now? Is Julio signed to anybody right now? He is. No. He is a. Free I know the agent. last team. Yeah, I know the last team he played for was the Titans, right? Tampa. Yeah. yeah. Tampa. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, Brady. Yeah, he, him. yeah Brady recruited him. That's right. Yeah. All <laughs> right. So we're gonna move on to. I think is gonna be the most exciting division and that's the north um and um i'm gonna start let's 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 give uh brady i'm gonna give you the floor real quick to start about the nfc north and then we'll go to chip talent and then chad will finish it off so let me mute everybody real quick so whenever you're ready you got the nfc north so we have finally got rogers out of the division this division is definitely up for grabs. Some people might see it differently. You know, the top two spots are a little iffy, but going to start at the bottom again. At number four, I'm going to go with the Bears. Uh, Fields, he's got more weapons this year. They've slightly pieced together the offensive line, drafted Darnell Wright at nine. It's going to be iffy, though. I mean, that offensive line last year was still the worst in football. You've got Claypool, you've got DJ Moore, you've got Roshan Johnson, you got Khalil Herbert. We will see. But the defense, you added Tremaine Edmonds, that defense is still a little a little bit rough. I just I don't know if Fields can compete with the rest of the North. I mean, this dude was, I mean, it would be a screenplay, and the guy's just running for his life. You know, I mean, he kind of went. I wouldn't say necessarily rogue with the play calls. I mean, he had to fight for his life out there. And this may be the year that we see that, oh, we're a a year away from the year away. Next year could be the year that we're all saying, oh, man, next year, that's the year. But as for this year's stance, I do see them finishing last, despite all the offseason additions. They are heading in the right direction, but this year, still four. Uh, three, going to go with the Packers. Jordan Love, one of the biggest question marks in the NFL. Luckily, he has great coaching. He has good pieces around him. You know, he's not heading into a shit situation. You've got Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. You've got uh, Aaron Jones back there. You've got proven commodities around you. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. Defense, solid. Rashawn Gary before he went down last year was on pace to be one of the top sack leaders. You've got a lot of great pieces. You've got Jair Alexander. But I don't see them doing that great, all pending with Jordan Love. If he can, you know, like we said, he's a huge question mark. We don't know. He could come out and light the world on fire. We don't know. Huge question mark. Uh, Two, going to go with the Vikings here. So there will Definitely be regression for these guys, big time. The division's getting better. 
The NFC is slowly getting better. Kirk Cousins, dude had a career of the year last year. But just like his team, going to have a little bit of regression. Jordan Addison, I do believe, is an upgrade compared to Adam Thielen. But you uh, you do lose a couple of key pieces. Uh, this team will take go as far as Kirk Cousins will take them, 100%. Justin Jefferson, going to do his thing. But they can't do it all, obviously. Oh, number one, everyone's favorite team, America's team, in my opinion, the Detroit Lions. Everyone's number one, low key in the off season. But Dan Campbell has got this, this team finally moving in the right direction. Jared Goff, in my opinion, dude's legit. He, uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown. You've got Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs was a little bit iffy of a pick. In the moment, but you look at it, big-time offensive weapon. Aiden Hutchinson coming into year two, big-time. Jack Campbell, a little bit iffy. You don't really see off-ball linebackers getting drafted that high anymore, but Dan Campbell gets what he wants. They make a couple of key moves in the secondary. This team, I do see them winning the division. This is not a wild-card team anymore. It's their time to shine. All right. Like a lot of that. Um <laughs> We'll go ahead and move on to Talon then. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Like Braden, I also have the Bears in fourth place in this division. I feel like the Bears, it's Justin Jefferson, and there's literally like nobody. Else. I mean, yeah, you have DJ Moore and you have a couple of extra additional pieces, but literally, like what he said, he's running for his life every single play. The offensive line has got to get better. And if it doesn't, you're going to kill this young kid, and you can't do that. Uh, and their defense, meant, yeah, they got you a meant Justin pieces. Fields, right? Justin Fields. What did I say? Jefferson. I meant, I meant Justin Fields. Sorry. I'm, same division, same. I'm not, I oh, actually have names written down here. I apologize. Uh, yeah, Justin Fields. Yes. Um, at number three, I also have the Packers at number three as well. Like what Braden said, we are going to see how Jordan Love's going to do, but you still have Aaron Jones. You still have A.J. Dillon also as another running back that you can also utilize. Um, and the defense is still solid with Jair Alexander uh, and the safety. I can't remember his first name, but Savage, I think is what his last name is. Um, there's a lot of good pieces that they have, but it's not going to come – it doesn't come together. And we've seen that down the stretch last year in a couple of games, especially the final game that they had against Detroit. Um, do I think – yeah, quarterback's definitely going to be the biggest question mark. Uh, as far as the Vikings go, i got the Vikings at two. Um, of course, Justin Jefferson, in my opinion, I think is the best wide out in the game right now. Having Addison on the other side of him will be good. Kirk Cousins is very, very proficient. He can still throw the ball down the field. He can still, you know, make plays when he has to. But Kirk Cousins, one of them quarterbacks where he may not necessarily win you the game, but sometimes he may lose you the game. So you, it's kind of up in the air when it comes to Kirk Cousins. Um, and the defense is still soluble. Um but you look at the Lions, and I got the Lions winning this division. I think it's – matter of fact, I'll go ahead and throw out a bold prediction right here. I think, honestly, if the Lions win this division, Dan Campbell is going to be your coach of the year. That's my bold prediction. I got Dan Campbell winning coach of the year on that. Uh, but, yeah, Aiden Hutchinson, we'll see how he does this year as he progresses. Um, you know, again, Mahara St. Brown and Jared Goff, you know, their connection is really good. You know, they still got a good run game. The offensive line's getting better. To me, it's a no-brainer that the Lions – there will be somewhat of a back-and-forth between the Lions and the Vikings, I think. I think the Lions will eventually supersede them. So that's that's my thing. I got Lions, Vikings, 
Packers, and Bears. All right. Move on to uh, Chip here. Start whenever you want, sir. All right. So uh, with the Lions, Lions last made the playoffs since 2016, and they haven't won a playoff game since 1991. That's one of the longest championship droughts in sports. So uh, I do think that ends this season. I have the Detroit Lions going 11 and 6 this season. <clears throat> but I also have the Vikings going 11 and 6 this season. Um Packers are at 6 and 11, Bears are at 5 and 12. That's my my order. Um for the Vikings, uh like Braden said earlier, regression is coming. Uh while they they won 13 games last year, um I think that uh, the regression brings them to only winning 11 games this year. The The biggest thing for the Vikings is they just hired Brian Flores as their defensive coordinator, and I think that is going to be a major uptick for them. The problem is, is they don't have the bodies or experience or talent in the secondary to be a top 15 defense. Brian Flores is going to do what he can do, but 11 wins is Minnesota's ceiling this year. Um, for the Packers, uh, you know, this is the first time since 1991 where Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers have not started for the Green Bay Packers. Um, so similar to the Falcons, I think uh, Green Bay has a well-constructed roster with a strong offensive line. However, they're Biggest question mark is quarterback. Uh, and Jordan Love is still a huge, huge question mark entering this season. Uh, for the Bears, uh, just just kind of what Braden and Talon said, um, Justin Fields is always running for his life because they don't have an offensive line. Uh, also, their coaching staff is still unproven. So unless Jalen Fields or uh, Jalen Fields, Justin Fields has a Jalen Hurts like season, Chicago is going to finish in the bottom of the NFC North. I yield the rest of my time. Let's get uh, the controversial man over there because I know he's going to go against the grain. I'm about to fuck all of y'all up. I'm so glad y'all are muted. I'm about to tear y'all to pieces right here. Okay. First off, let's go ahead and start it off. We'll talk about the Bears. I'm not giving my order until the end. The Bears, it is Justin Fields, Justin Fields, Justin Fields. Can he progress as a passer? If he cannot, this team is destined for the bottom of the barrel. They're going to be hurting. Chase Claypool, not shit. Gave up way too much to get him a second-round pick to bring him over, and he's done absolutely fucking nothing since he's been there. Um, I mean, you're also looking at who's it, Khalil Herbert as the running back right now. They've already came out and said he's not a third down back. They're not going to use him that way. Deontay Foreman is going to be involved in this run game. It is going to be a committee 100%. So, moving on, talk about the Vikings. Last year they won, they won 11 one-score games. 11. That shit ain't happening again this year. It doesn't happen like that. That's the most I believe any team has ever won or it's tied for the most. That is an insane number. 
they did get some pieces. They brought over Hawkinson in the middle of the season. They drafted Jordan Addison. <clears throat> Dalvin Cook is gone. He's gone. Can Alexander Madison come in and do it? He's proven he can come in and be a solid running back. He's not Dalvin Cook. Okay? He's just not. He's going to be good. Talk about – let's see here. Talk about the Packers real quick. Jordan Love, everybody says he's a big question mark. This dude's been sitting his ass there for three years, running reps with these guys, playing with these guys, building chemistry with these guys because they know and he knows that Aaron Rodgers was gone. He should have been gone a year ago. He came back. Now he's gone again. Jordan Love's going to come out and kick ass. I am a firm believer in Jordan Love. I think this dude's going to come out. He's going to show up. He's going to get the job done. I'm not saying – don't hear what I'm not saying. I am i don't think he's going to be a top-tier quarterback in this league. I don't. I don't believe that. I think he's going to come out. He's going to be competent. He's going to be on that Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr level that we were talking about, that Ryan Tannehill line. And he's going to get the job done because this team has pieces. They're young at wide receiver. If they can stay healthy, this team's going to have wins racking up in that column. Um, the Lions, everybody's favorite team to talk about. One of my favorite teams to talk about. I love the Lions. I love the Lions. Is Jared Goff the real deal? Is he or is he just playing mass singer over here? Like, it, it, is he is he acting like he, he's he's fucking done nothing his whole career? And he comes over here and high testosterone Dan Campbell puts a boot in his ass and finally has him do something. Jameson Williams is out for six games. They've got two targets to use. Jameer Gibbs, Amon Ross St. Brown. Those two are going to get peppered. Nobody else on this team can help them do any fucking thing. David Montgomery's going to come in. He's going to be a good addition. That dude is still a legit running back in the NFL. I'm going to give y'all. I'm going to give y'all my my predictions here. At the bottom, we got the Bears. I think everybody agrees with that. That's just that's going to be a tough one to, to call. The Lions come in at third. The Lions come in at third. They might. They might have a winning record but they still end up in third. Vikings second. Packers take this fucking division. That's my hot take. Fuck all of you. That I said what I said. All right. Well, he's muted. All right. We're done with that trash. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to let everybody else unmute, though. So... Uh... Okay, y'all can't give me any more shit about my Raiders pick last year. Y'all can't give me any more shit about that. Not after what he just said. Come on, man. I don't know about Come that. Come on, man. man. I don't Come know about on, that. Come All right, on, so man. I'm going to talk about the division real quick. Um, I'm in agreement with pretty much everybody but Chad. So Bears bottom tier. Um, Justin Fields, I really like the guy. Super athletic, great guy. Can run 300 yards on you, but can't throw more than 30 yards. Um, unfortunately, because his team is just horrible and he has no pocket to protect him, and he also doesn't have the great weapons to, um, I guess, audible in the middle of the field to come back and help him out. Um, maybe they're going to get something going this year. I doubt it was that offensive line. Um, 
Packers also third. Uh, it's not that I don't believe in Jordan Love. Is that I just don't see him getting past the pressure that he has on him right now. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Chad. He has the chemistry and everything built up with him and everything like that. I just need to see him prove it. Um, then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Vikings and like Brady said, the regression. And the key is, I think the regression is because they're losing Dalvin Cook. Well, they lost Dalvin Cook, not losing, but they lost him. Um, and it's not going to be the same tempo um now that they've been gone with. It isn't all in Kirk Cousins' hand. Used to be a joke saying, oh, it's Kirk Cousin, Kirk Cousin, but he's proven himself the last couple of years that he can lead a team, that the Vikings are his team. He has great weapons around him. Um, like Chad said, the middle of the season pickup of Hawkinson really helped him out a lot there. Um, I just need to see how they're going to go with this run game. They didn't really – they didn't use the run game as much last season. Um, I don't think they're going to go away from the run game completely. I just think it's going to be used probably – twenty uh, percent of the time instead of what it used to be, um, and like last season, I'm gonna say it again this season. Let's go Detroit. Let's go Detroit. Jared Goff is that quarterback, Chad. I want you to stop talking to yourself like that over here, making up excuses, trying to get the hot take, trying to be fucking Skip Bayless over there. Yeah, he is mad. <laughs> <laughs> over here, trying to be the Skip Bayless of the group and just say whatever he wants just to pull it out of his ass. No, Jared Goff. And I agree with you that they, they are missing their biggest offensive weapon, but I do not believe that's going to make them be worse. Um, they have a good rotational uh, receiving core. They're going to make it work. Amon is going to be double teamed. He's going to open up the slots and everything for Jared Goff, who's great at throwing into the middle and short uh, range passes. Um, the running game is going to be a co- pure committee. Um, Gibbs is going to be obviously the starter. Um, I don't know why they gave away Swift, really. Um, I'm still hurt about that. But I believe in Dan Campbell's process. It's been working. They've literally upticked every single every single season so far with him. Um, he's made them buy into the culture there. That team loves that man and loves that coaching staff. And I think he does define Detroit's new era, and I feel like that's really going to move them more up. Um, that's what I'm going to say. Um, I'm going to open the floor. We got a couple more minutes before we have to move on to the next one. But um, I'm unmuting you, bitch. Quit crying. <laughs> you muted yourself. <laughs> this guy. You're still muted. You didn't push the button. You're still muted. You're still muted, man. I've hit it three times. There you go. There you go. Okay. okay. It's okay. about fucking time. <laughs> I get what y'all are saying about Detroit. I've loved the hype. Loved it, but I think it's all hype. They are getting better. They're going to progress. They're going to keep going forward because Dan Campbell has come in and, like Rogers said, done a great job of just injecting this team with steroids and a lot of fucking tension and made them go out there and just beat the shit out of people. That's what he does. That dude is a monster himself. He could go out there and play fucking linebacker. But the thing is, I don't think all the pieces are there. I think the reason they're not going to win this division is because they're going to get to a slow start. They'll have a couple of hot games in the first half of the season where they'll put up 35, 40 points. But without Jamison Williams there to give a little aid, I don't see much happening here, guys. Here's the thing. You talk about the team being like the total package close. Yeah, the Packers are a good team, but the one 
question mark is at that. You talked about Jordan Love. Jordan Love has only started one game his whole entire career, and it was against the Kansas City Chiefs. He went 19-34, only 190 yards and a touchdown and an interception. That's who you want to base your future on? What year was a, that? A small sample size? That was 2021. Yeah. Yeah. It was, Two it was years the game, ago. It was, the, it was the game that uh, Aaron Rodgers had to sit out because he failed the COVID test. Yes. So what you're saying is not last season, year before. season before. Yeah. Like this dude has grown. He's older. He's more that's mature. The size. He's going to come in. That is the sample size, 100%. Y'all praised Bryce Young earlier. And he's got a zero sample size. Y'all believe Bryce Young's going to come in as a rookie and do better than no. Jordan Love, who's been in this system, who's been with this coaching, who's been with uh, these players? No. I mean, I still got. I mean, I. I mean, I got the Panthers not even winning the, their division. Yeah, I didn't have know. a win in the division either. Saying, man, I'm telling y'all, don't sleep on Jordan Love. Go, but, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, that, Chip. Go ahead, Chip. Yeah, was that was me good. that had the Panthers winning. Uh, so real quick, uh, I know we got to go uh, move on to the next one. But um, I think this is the first year that Detroit will host a playoff game since January 8th, 1994. I, I don't know if that. they make the playoffs. I, I think they do. Mm-hmm. So something uh, I'll add okay. to the, the Jamison Williams argument is he wasn't there last year. He played maybe one, maybe two games. He didn't do shit. He came in and caught a 60-yard bomb. That's it. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, we're good to go. There we go. Sorry about that. I cut off Braden by accident, so you can go ahead and uh, talk about uh, Williams not being shit. So go ahead. <laughs> did not do shit, nor do I think when he comes back, is he going to do shit. I think he's low-key a problem child, and he'll be out of the league in a year or two. Has all the talent in the world, but – Brother can't stay out of trouble. You know, I mean, he's in training camp being a crybaby, you know. But, I mean, you do have pieces there to compete. You have Sam Laporta they drafted this year, tight end, solid. Vertical piece to replace to replace Hawkinson. You also have Marvin Jones. Dude can get the job done. No. Dude is always shit. Good vet. <laughs> Dude can get the job done. Doesn't matter. Win the division. So I do have to say that Detroit has a f- really hard schedule um, this year. Um, obviously, they're starting out the season going against Kansas City um, at Kansas City. So I don't see them winning that game. They go against Seattle after that. That's a maybe. Um, we just got to see how Geno's um, playing pretty much in that first game to decide that on the second season, uh, second week. Um, then they have Atlanta. They're winning that one. Green Bay. I think they're going to beat them on that one, even though it's in Green Bay. Um, see them being Carolina, see them being Tampa. Don't see them being Baltimore. See them being Vegas. Don't see them beating the Chargers. Then they have the Bears uh, and the Packers. So see them winning those two. Don't see them beating New Orleans. See them beating the Bears. They can beat Denver. Um, this really depends on Sean Payton. We'll get to that later. Um, they'll lose the game at Minnesota on Christmas Eve. Um, they'll beat Dallas on New Year's Eve, but they'll beat uh, – you don't think they'll uh, – they'll beat Minnesota at home, though. You got Dallas beating the Bears? I mean, the Lions? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But one thing I will say about Jameson Williams before we move on, and I do I, – Braden, I do agree with you. I, I get it. He is a problem child. I don't know if he's an asshole or not. I've never met the guy. But <laughs> one thing about Dan Campbell, if, it, if he can't get him straight – He'll ship him off. Mm-hmm. He's new to the league. 
He was drafted 12th overall, I believe. He's going to hold value. So he will bring in another piece to take his spot if this continues. I think Dan Campbell gets him straightened out. I think he comes in, he puts his he puts his talent and his potential out on the field, and we'll see what happens from there. I, I really think that's why Marvin Jones came back, to be honest, was to be sort of that mentor to him. It don't make a fucking difference if Marvin Jones is there <laughs> playing bingo in some he retirement be, home he in won't Reno. Be playing I don't give good. a shit. That dude ain't good. doing nothing. He won't be playing good, but he'll be there as like the the Haslam, like what Haslam did for the Heat. He's just there to be that locker room guy to talk to. So let's go ahead and move on. Unless somebody else got something to say, we're going to move on to Chad's division. And I'll actually uh, let him open this one up. So um, I'm going to go ahead and mute everybody else while Chad can uh, blow himself. Um, go ahead, Chad. <laughs> Yes, sir. All right. This fucking microphone is getting on my nerves. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and go through it real quick. Let's let's see here. Let's start with the commanders. They, boy, quarterback controversy there still right now. Uh, Don't know what's going to end up happening there. It's, I don't think it matters in this division. Um, They've got good offensive weapons. They've got Terry McLaurin. They've got Jahan Dotson. They got playmakers. They still got Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson. Those dudes are all good. But I just don't think it's I don't I, I don't think a Ron Rivera led team can do it anymore. I think Ron Rivera needs to step out. I think Bienemy just got over there. He needs to take over. But the issue with that is I've seen something today. The players are already complaining about Eric Bieniemy because he's too hard on them and they don't like the way he coaches because he's too tough. Get the fuck over it. You're grown men getting paid millions of dollars. Shut the fuck up. Do what your coach says. Point blank and period. Um, Giants, they, they did good last year. They won some close games. They lost some close games. Um, I, I think that coaching staff really has turned that team around. I think they're doing good things. I still think there's too much drama in that locker room. Saquon's only signed for one more year. Danny Dimes got the fucking check. He's actually – I believe he's a good quarterback. I think he's going to continue to progress each year over and over and over. That wide um, receiver uh, room. Real quick, uh, what year is this for Danny Dimes? What is this, four or five? Fourth, is I it think fifth? it's I think it's fifth. I think this is year five because his rookie contract was up. Um, so that's that's what it is. I think he's going into his fifth year because they didn't take the player option; they just resigned him. Okay. Um, so that wide receiver room there, absolute mess. There is no wide receiver one. The only person on that team right now that can be a wide receiver one is Sterling Shepard. Everybody deadpan face. Fuck. What what are they doing? What are they doing? They've brought in some pieces. Jalen Hyatt's there. Cool, whatever. Dude's fast. He come from Tennessee. I know he can catch the long ball. I watched it. I watched it a few years in a row. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When you're playing against defenses like you're going to play two, what, two, four, six times, even the commander's defense, you're going to get your ass kicked. Uh, Cowboys, fucking hate them. Can't stand them. As you can see, I'm an Eagles fan. They get on my damn nerves, but they're good. They're really, really, really good. Um, but Kellen Moore's gone. 
they want to do this rough and tough. We score too much bullshit offense and run the ball, and then you get rid of Zeke. I know Zeke was getting older, but he still proved that last year he could he could do stuff. I don't know how that offense is going to work. Then you come to my squad. You got the fucking Eagles sitting there. They were on top last year. They're going to be on top again this year. That team is just continuing to build chemistry. Jalen Hurts, another year in. A.J. Brown, one of the best receivers in the game. Devontae Smith sitting back there as a number as a number two on a team. Insane. Comparable to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, if you ask me, if not better. Then the run game, we did lose Miles Sanders. That hit my heart pretty hard. But I know for the franchise that was the right move. We did bring in Rashad Penny. When that dude's on the field, he's over five yards a carry in his career, I think, like 5.1 or 4.9, somewhere around that range. When he's healthy, the dude's good. And we got DeAndre Swift. And we got Kenny Gainwell. And we got Boston Scott. All playmakers. They're all going to make shit happen. Um, who else? You got You got Dallas Goddard coming back. He's healthy. He's ready to go. This offense is going to be potent. Um, so we'll just go, we'll just go ahead and we'll start at the bottom. Commanders are going to be at the bottom. I don't think they get anything figured out this year. They're going to struggle. They're going to have some good games. Their defense is going to pull them out. The Giants are coming in at third. They will have a winning record. Three teams from this division, like last year, might make the playoffs again this year with the new playoff schedule set up. Cowboys at number two, we're going to push. Hell, it may be a tie, maybe go into a tiebreaker scenario when it comes to the playoff rankings. But Philadelphia is going to remain on top in this division as they should. All right. I want to open the floor to Chip. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, like Chad did, I want to start with the commanders. Uh, so, in the offseason, the commanders opted not to pursue a high end starting quarterback. Instead, they're going to go with Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett, um, which is surprising because they do boast a top 10 defense in the NFL. However, starting one of the worst quarterbacks and questions in the head coaching position will keep the commanders out of the playoff mix this year. Um, then I'm going to move on to the Giants. Um they they did better last year than most people predicted that they would do. Um, Danny Dimes has showed some true improvement. Uh, they are led by Brian DeBole, which I think is a good mix between him and Daniel Jones. They can threaten for a wild card spot, but they just do not have a significant amount of depth to go head-to-head with Dallas or Philadelphia, my opinion. Uh, Next up, I'm going to move on to the Cowboys. Uh, I I want to mirror Chad's quote and say, fuck the Cowboys. They are – I fucking hate the Cowboys. I I always have and always will. Um, Mike McCarthy, Dallas has had consecutive 12-win seasons, and they are ranked sixth in the Football Outsiders total DVOA. Now, heading into this season, the defense did get better. They added Stephon Gilmore, Mozzie Smith. They added Brandon Cooks and a healthy Michael Gallup. So they are a championship contender team. But for the first time in two decades, You have the Philadelphia Eagles. They will repeat 
as NFC East champions. Um, they they sit near the top in the NFL defensive rankings, and there aren't any real weaknesses on this defensive squad. You got to think they had seven plus turnovers last year, which was third in the NFL. They had a forty seven point six percent third down conversion range rate, which was also third in the NFL. They're going to repeat that. Um, it's going to be a tight race between them and the Cowboys to get that playoff spot, that that locked playoff spot. Uh, I have the Eagles taking the division at 12 and five. The Cowboys are going to mirror that and come in second also with a uh, record of 12 and five. Then I've got the Giants at eight and nine and the Commanders at seven and 10. Okay, um, I'm gonna open it up to Braden now. All right, so just gonna talk about the teams a little bit. So gonna go a little bit out of order here. Gonna start with the Cowboys first. So I think this year, personally, we're going to see just how much Kellen Moore meant to that team. We the past couple of years we have been so used to this offense being so high flying. We expect points every single week. The defense is solid. You've got Micah Parsons over there. You added Stephon Gilmore. Defense is solid. But in my personal opinion, the direction you're wanting to go with the offense is not going to work. In my opinion, you're wanting to slow the game down, slow the game down, and run, in, run the ball with your committee of a tiny-ass Tony Pollard and a tiny-ass non-reliable Ronald Jones. By all means, do that. If you want to try that in the NFC East, one of the hardest divisions of football, go right ahead. But personally, I don't think that'll work. Kellen Moore is a hell of an offensive coordinator, and he's going to go kill it with Justin Herbert. Absolutely kill it. If you want to let him go, go right ahead. We can see how much of a bad coach Mike McCarthy is. That's why right now he's probably one of the top guys to be let go mid of the season. But Cowboys, you know, they they do good consistently year after year. But this year, honestly, I – don't see them doing that well. Oh, uh, let's go with the Giants next. So, Brian Dayball, year two. Dude's a hell of a coach. We're seeing the Giants do things this past year that we have not seen them do in a long, long time. Football is better when the Giants are good. I love seeing the Giants do good. Uh, another guy that I like, uh, Wink Martindale, former Ravens defense coordinator. Killed it. Absolutely killed it with the defense on the Giants last year. You've got Kayvon Thibodeau coming back. You've got a lot of core pieces coming back to that team. Leonard Williams on that defense, Dexter Lawrence, Aziz Ojolari, a lot of good guys. Xavier McKinney on the back end. Blitzes the hell out of the offense. That is Wink's big thing. Great defensive coordinator on the offensive side of the ball. We have nothing to worry about contract-wise. Danny Dimes got paid. Saquon got paid. Saquon didn't get the money he wanted. Still got paid. And there are questions in the wide receiver room, yes. But you saw dudes like Isaiah Hodgins getting the job done in the playoffs last year. Guys will get it done. Daniel Jones, like you said, is getting better each and every year. But one key piece I want to watch you guys, I want to see you guys pay attention to this year. Darren Waller. Darren Waller 
will absolutely kill it in this offense. There are already reports coming out in training camp that this dude is unguardable in training camp. Problems everywhere. The Raiders, you know, wasn't really the best fit for him. I think with a new revamped team, this could be a great opportunity for him. I love Jalen Hyatt. I don't think he's necessarily a speed threat only. Dude is an actual receiver. He will not be a number one. I promise you he will not be a number one. But he is a great offensive weapon. Let's move on to the uh, commanders. So, going to go ahead. Not really a hot take, but I will say Ron Rivera will be the first head coach removed midway through the season. Eric Bieniemy will step in head coach. There have been a lot of questions as to why he has not gotten the head coach job. Shady says one thing. Another guy says another thing. Everyone says he's a hard ass. He has a questionable pass. So at the end of the day, dude is a good coach. Yes, but we will see. At the quarterback position, we do have the question mark of Sam Howell. We have a lot of questions at the quarterback position around the league, Sam Howell being one of them. But behind them, this situation is a little bit similar to uh, Atlanta like how they have Taylor Heineke, we have a proven vet in Jacoby Brissett sitting right behind Sam Howell. I personally love Brissett. Brissett last year in Cleveland was absolutely doing fine. Deshaun Watson comes in, everything goes to shit. But like you guys said, the commanders do have some awesome uh, offensive weapons. You have Jahan Dotson, you have Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, Terry McLaurin. It can work. If the enemy gets his shit together, this offense could be fireworks. But NFC, very tough. Don't really see him doing much. The defense, man, if the defense can put it together, they had a rough season last year. But, man, Chase Young, Deron Payne, John Allen, if these boys can get it going, love the defense. Also love the great first-round pick in Emmanuel Forbes. Could pan out really, really good for him. Uh, finally, last, we all know it, number one, Philly. So these guys, oh, my God, you think about the roster, you think about who they drafted. Is it even fair at this point? I mean, my God, they're going to repeat for sure. It's not even a bold take, but we'll go ahead and say NFC champs already. But like you guys said, I mean, top to bottom, this team is insane. So going to start out, kind of went out of order there, kind of revealed early that the Eagles. But number four, going to go Commanders. This is a little hot take, but number three, going to go Cowboys. Number two, going to go Giants. Number one, Eagles. All right. I do like that one. All right. Let's go to Talon to finish up this uh, division. Okay. So kind of like what all you guys said, I got the commanders in last place. Um, I do think that if the defense can come together, then you know, we, we, you know, with Chase Young and everybody, I think that they can do some good things on the defense. They could be a top ten defense. <clears throat> Excuse me. And like you had brought up, Eric Bieniemy, if if he does take over, if Ron Rivera does get fired, which is a very very plausible thing that could happen, um, Eric Bieniemy taking over, and he could, if given the right pieces, he could cause fireworks. Problem is, Sam Howell is not Patrick Mahomes. So there's you gotta factor that into the equation as well. Um, this team is going to be a, 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 a lower tier team at the very least, probably in the top five of the draft, probably. Um, number three, 
I got the Giants in at number three. I'm glad to see uh, Danny Dimes got paid, Saquon got paid, and you know they do have a good culture now with the defense coming in, and I do think the defense is good. But there, sometimes there there are games where it's like they kind of disappear, you know, and you're wondering like, okay, where was this defense last? Where was this def- where's the defense at that was here last week? Like, where is it? Now? Where, you know, um, and they do have questions at the wideout positions as well. Um, you know, but yes, getting uh, Darren Waller definitely helps. It's definitely going to extend the field for Daniel Jones. So that's a possibility. And again, like what Chad was saying earlier, this could be a situation where three of these teams could make the playoffs, you know, and the, the Giants definitely have a shot to get in there. Um, maybe number six, number seven, possibly. Um, number three, I'm sorry, number two, I got the Dallas Cowboys. Um can Dak Prescott stay consistent? Can he stay healthy? That's the question. Tony Pollard, you know, he's a serviceable running back, but it's always it was always him and Zeke as the one-two punch. Zeke's gone. He's not as good as he used to be, so we'll see what happens there. They did, you know, they still have, you know, good player. They still got uh, Micah Parsons. They still have uh, Trayvon Diggs. So they do have some good D-Law still there in Dallas, so they're still a top-tier defense. And, again, the coaching philosophy, how's that going to work? We're going to see what happens. And obviously, number one is the University of Georgia Eagles, who, for all it is, for, I mean, literally this team, you have you have a top five quarterback in Jalen Hurts. You have a top five wide receiver in A.J. Brown. You have a plethora of weapons at your disposal. And Chad didn't bring this up earlier, but my God, the freaking defense. You got Jalen Carter out of Georgia. You still got Fletcher Cox. You still got Brandon Ingram. Uh, you still got Josh Sweat. You still got they got they signed James Bradbury in the offseason to a three-year deal. Uh they got uh Zach McPherson. Uh they signed Darius Slay. I mean, it's almost unfair that this team is this good, you know. Um and I'm gonna say it right now. I'll go ahead and say it. I do. I also have the Eagles winning the NFC as well. Um, I think it's. I think once again, it's gonna come down to them and the 49ers in the NFC Championship, in my opinion. Um, unless Detroit can somehow make a crazy, miraculous run, but we'll see what happens. I'm not, I'm not gonna get too far ahead of myself. Um, but yeah. So in order, <clears throat> excuse me. I got the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Commanders. All right. I'm gonna say my piece real quick. So. Um. So I think this division is the best division in football right now. Um, defensively, for sure. Um, offensively, because of Washington being there, I can't say that overall. But the, the top three teams are obviously possibly going to go to playoffs again. Um, I'm going to start at the bottom. I'm going to go with Commanders or Brigade or Red Wolves or Breadsticks, whatever they want to be called next season. Um, but – I think the only reason why Eric B went there to begin with is because he knew that Ron Rivera was going to get taken um, away from the head coaching position. So why not go ahead and just be there in position, starting to get these people ready. Um, The players complaining about playing too hard or practicing too hard. If you don't want to be a champion, then don't play the game. You got to grind it out to be a champion. He's proven it over and over again. You could hear, like how the Chiefs talked about how he was. He was a hard ass all the time, but he made them better every single time. Um, that's what you need out of your coach, somebody to, you know, pump you up, get you up there, bring a new culture. They do have to get stronger um, offensively for sure. Um, defensively, they're super solid. You just got to stay healthy and figure out 
for sure this quarterback fiasco. Um, next, I'm going to go third. I'm going to give it to the Cowboys. Um, Chip and Talon know how much I hate Mike McCarthy to begin with. I do not think he's a great quarterback. Uh, being coach, he's always had good people in his presence to make him seem like that. Um, he hasn't done anything since 2010, 2011 um, with the Packers um, when Aaron, Aaron Rodgers was actually healthy and young and actually wanted to win, and their defense was great. Um, them getting rid of Zeke and going smaller running back position is stupid. Mike McCarthy doesn't do good with quarterback uh, running backs to begin with, and they're just going to go smaller. Um, unfortunately, I feel like this season everybody's going to blame Dak for how many times that a game gets away from them, even though it's not going to be him doing the play calling. Um, the receiving cores, I like the receiving core at Dallas. Um, really do like what they have there. Good pieces everywhere. Um, I just, I have this feeling that this new slow it down pace is like Breda said, not what you want to do with this core overall. Um, their defense, amazing. Michael Parson, I think this year may actually be defensive player of the year over Bosa. Um, last year was a big battle between them. Love seeing it. This this guy just gets better and better, and he's his football IQ is so above so many other people. He knows how to snap count really well and everything like that. Um, like you guys said, adding Gilmore and everything to the back there helps him out. I just feel like this team is going to lose games they shouldn't lose because of play calling. Um, going to go second with the Giants, of course. Um, year after year, I've been saying it, Danny Dimes, that's the man. He's going to keep getting better. His team's getting better with him. The, the coaching staff obviously brought it out, and they know what they've got, and they know how to get the best out of their um, team. I am feeling kind of bad for Saquon. Um, he got paid, sort of, but I feel like he really wants to be there, but nobody wants to pay quarter uh, running backs anymore. And I feel like it's a shame, especially for a guy that, after all he's gone through, came in last season and proved that when he's 100% or even 80%, he's still a top three guy. Uh, receivers, like Brady said, who cares? They had garbage can uh, Kroger workers over there catching touchdowns, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I feel like they're going to – edge out the Cowboys by one and probably be a six seed um, and Cowboys will be seven. And then we're going to go to the Eagles who will win the NFC. I still think they're going to be better overall than the 49ers. 49ers will be second in NFC overall. Um, I just think they're the chemistry they have overall. They've had so much of the main guys stay. They want to continue and try to get that championship um, this year may be the year uh, they may age out. I think they may actually win the Super Bowl this year. I'm going to say it right now. I feel like the Eagles may actually get it this year. Um, I feel like their defeat and how great they played in the Super Bowl but couldn't edge it out made them want it more. Um, they kept that offensive line strong, that defense line tremendously better. Their defense in general just got tremendously better. Um, Jalen Hurts, I think he's going to play smarter this year. I feel like he has it in him to make himself the number two guy in the in the NFL behind Mahomes because it's going to be kind of hard to beat that man right now. But I, I like I said, I think the Eagles may actually win the Super Bowl this year. Um, and I'm going to open it up to everybody right now where we can finish up the this division. 
Uh, so, so I have a question for everybody. What seven teams do you guys have to make in the playoffs in the NFC? Ooh. Go, go ahead, go ahead, Braden. You go ahead. All right. So I've, I've got mine. If if you want me to yeah, go, first. yeah. I've got, whoever wants to go. Yeah, whoever wants to start it, go ahead. Yeah, because I got mine too. Okay, we go ahead and fix this real quick. You guys go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. so I got um. The Seahawks, the Vikings, the Cowboys, the Panthers, the Lions, the Eagles, and the 49ers, all from the NFC making the playoffs. Um you, you have that in order or just or you that's just from seven, seven? I, I got it from seven to one. So oh, okay. Uh, okay. I thought I, you were gonna go one to seven. That's my fault. I was, I, I was got, confused I for got, a second. You no, know, I always start from the bottom and work my way up. That's right. Um so in in the wild card division or in the wild card. I've got the Eagles beating the Seahawks, the Lions beating the Vikings, Cowboys beating the Panthers. Moving on to the divisional round, I got the 49ers beating the Cowboys, the Eagles beating the Lions. In the NFC Championship, I got 49ers, Eagles. With unfortunately, I think the 49ers are going to edge this one out. Moving on to the Super Bowl. All right. That might mine. be my that might be my uh, NFC hot take. But and I love oh. the Eagles. I, I think that they are overall, I would say they're the best team in the NFL. I just don't think they show up. I mean, they show up, but I think that the the 49ers just want it more this year. So let me ask you controversy. The, mm-hmm. Let's say if it comes down to the NFC Conference Championship, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say we get the exact same situation as last year. We're in Philly. We have the exact same squads. These Aside from all the Georgia players coming in, you know, these are the exact same squads. Brock Purdy's healthy. You think San Francisco can go into Philly, the hostile environment? Do you think they win that game? I, I don't think it's a home game for Philly. It's a home game for the 49ers this year. Oh, I'm just saying, if if that happens in the NFC Conference Championship, do you think that they can go and win? I do. I don't think they I don't think it's 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 not a blowout. This is a three-point game one way or the other. Oh, you have lost your fucking mind, Chip. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I, I don't think there's, I have. There's I, no I, way. I, we seen it last year. <laughs> they were hopping up the 49ers left and right. They come into Philly. Philly was already taking care of the 49ers before Brock went down. It didn't fucking matter if he stayed in the game or not. It's it's not – the 49ers are fantastic. Top five team in the NFL as a whole. Not, not the Eagles, not the Eagles. All right, I'll, they're not I'll, coming into Philly. I, I, okay, I, I get go ahead, that. Go ahead, from an, go ahead, rebuttal. Go ahead, I, I get that coming from an Eagles fan. I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm not a 49ers fan. You know that. Mm-hmm. This, this is just how I feel that the season is going to play out this year. Um, and reason I say that's not because of the offense is because I think the offenses are pretty damn close. I really do with Philly and San Francisco. The reason I say that is because Philadelphia might have the most depth on the defensive side of the ball of any team in the NFL. And they're just that good. The 49ers defense is just good. There's a few names in there, but they're just good. Nick Bosa can't do everything on his own. They're not going to be as dominant on – the defensive side of the ball this year. So I think if they end up in that spot again, 
it it may end up even if they have a quarterback, it may end up being the same result. I think so, I think they're going to be more dominant on the defensive side of the football this year than they were last year. Yeah, yeah. You forget that's just, Fred, just hey, that's just me. I, th- I think Chad's I, I, forgetting that I'm, Fred Warner is a good linebacker and that Jimmy Ward is a damn good you know secondary player. No, like, they're he, great. They're great. I like I said, they've got pieces. But you got to think you've got you've got pieces galore on the offensive side of the ball for the Eagles. I'd, we don't even know if we're going to get this game or not. I would love to see it again. I really would. So yeah. I will say this: I wouldn't be. Mad. I'm sorry, Braden. I wouldn't be mad if the Eagles win. That's you know this isn't a make it or break it. This is just where I think that that we're going this year. Yeah. Go ahead, Braden. If you have your uh, if you have your lineup, go ahead. So before I bring out the lineup, the only thing I will say to the uh, the Philly home field advantage, I mean, the Commanders came in last season, if I'm not mistaken, on a primetime game, and were able to beat Philly. Part of me wonders if a healthy Brock Purdy, not Chris McCaffrey throwing passes, Brock Purdy, or Sam Darnold, Trey Lance, whoever, a competent quarterback is throwing passes to weapons like Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Debo, if they cannot get the job done there, I think it's a different game. All right. Okay. We All right. Got... So with the uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. playoff seating, top to bottom, I got Eagles at one, Niners at two, Lions at three, Falcons at four, Seattle at five, Minnesota at six, Cowboys at seven. Only reason why the top four, top four, you know, you have the division winners, obviously. No way in God's creation is Atlanta four, but they are the worst division winner I've got. But that's my one through seven. All right. Uh, my one through – do you have a, like a – I'll go into mine. Uh, I got Philly one. I got San Francisco at two. I got Detroit at three. New Orleans at four. I got Dallas at five. I got the Giants at six. And I got the Seahawks at seven. Uh, then I have the 49ers beating the Seahawks. I got the Lions beating the Giants. I have the Cowboys beating the Saints. And then I have the Eagles beating the Cowboys. I have the 49ers beating the Lions. And then I have Philly beating uh, San Francisco to get to the Super Bowl. I have the Eagles at one, the 49ers at two. Uh, the most controversial one here, probably the Saints at number three and the Packers at number four. Um, I've got the Vikings at five, the Cowboys at six, and the Seahawks at seven. I do think we see a replay um, of the Eagles and 49ers. And if not, I think it's an in-division game between the Eagles and Cowboys. Ah. I'm going to give my, my seven real quick. Uh, one, Eagles, two, 49ers, uh, three. I'm going to give that to the Lions uh, and four, the Saints. Um, five, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Minnesota on that one. Six, Giants, and seven, Cowboys. Um, outside looking in, the Panthers – um and Seahawks I just think the other teams are gonna have a better record overall um so the Seahawks may be able to squeak in uh we just had to see um I do have it coming down to 49ers 
and Eagles. And with Eagles winning, like I said, I picked them to be the Super Bowl winners this year. Um, I just feel like Chad said the depths overall for that team offensively and defensively is just too strong. Um, only only thing I could see is just a random fluke of Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things again. Um, so one thing I'm really going to say overall is that I think the NFC overall is going to be better um, top to bottom, um, obviously with the South being the worst in general. But I do see um, – I do see probably more surprises overall in the NFC um, record-wise. I don't think it's going to be too many blowouts or um, too big of leads on some teams. The Eagles, Cowboys, and Giants are probably going to be within two games of each other. Um, Detroit, Vikings, probably a game with each other. Saints and Panthers, a game with each other. And 49ers, Seahawks, probably the biggest. And I'm going to say three games between them overall. And that's my final piece on this division. I definitely agree with that. I think we have, for the past couple of years, the talent discrepancy between the AFC and NFC has been insane. Mm -hmm. But slowly but surely, we are seeing more free agents and better draft picks all allocate to the NFC. I'm definitely excited for that because you guys brought it up earlier. If I see a team like the Falcons on a Thursday night football game, I'm probably not watching. But more talent's going that way, so we're probably going to get better football soon, hopefully. Yeah, I believe the NFC is still subpar compared to the AFC as a whole. I think two or three of the better teams in the league are in the NFC, and they're pulling most of the weight um, with obviously the Eagles and the Niners sitting up at the top there just doing the heavy lifting for for this division as a whole. Yeah, I think I've seen it in, like, it wasn't the power rankings, but it was another little poll thing that happened. It's, like, out of the top ten best teams in the league right now, seven are AFC teams. AFC's just – but that doesn't mean the NFC's got a bunch of slouches. I mean, again, Philly's good. San Francisco's good. Dallas is good. There's, you know, the Lions are creeping up there to be good, you know. So, it's going to be exciting, man. I can't wait to see what happens in the NFC this year. I think it's going to be great. All right. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and right here on YouTube. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. Check out streamlabs.com forward slash movement radio forward slash merch to go copy some really cool merch. And also, like Chip said, movementradio.us, your one-stop shop for all things movement radio. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. I'm Braden Howard. I'm Chad Queen, and I'm a guest. My mic didn't work again. (laughs) And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.